We're going to wrap our divisional trade preview series with a look at the NL East. Who could the Mariners target on the Braves, Marlins, Mets, Nationals, and Phillies? Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, November 10th, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics at treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today over at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. And as a reminder, you can now get access through that free trial to our 2023-2024 Seattle Mariners off-season plan, which we are going to officially reveal on the uh, Locked On M's podcast next week so if you want early access to that sign up for the free trial uh the link as well as their social accounts is in the description of this episode today we're going to come through the nl east for potential mariners trade targets and we're going to start with the atlanta braves who coming off a pretty disappointing end to an otherwise great season for them uh and this roster colby seems pretty much locked in as is i don't really see them moving much off of their major league roster uh, but are there some names here we should keep an eye on in Atlanta? Not unless you're willing to trade Logan Gilbert. Um, then yeah. maybe Ozzy Albies becomes available. Maybe Michael Harris becomes available, but probably not. Uh, they're mm-hmm. not going to trade Riley. They're not trading Olsen. They're not going to trade Murphy. They're not trading Acuna. They're not trading uh, Strider. Uh, you know, this team that probably could use some starting pitching. Um but again, this is a really weak farm system. Uh, their major league roster is basically locked in right now. So, yeah, there's not a ton here. Um, you know, AJ Minter is maybe a guy they've already invested in their bullpen. Uh, they brought back Pierce Johnson and uh, Joe Jimenez. So, you know, they've spent quite a bit of money on their bullpen now. And Minter's set to make, I don't know, like six million bucks, seven million bucks. So maybe that's a guy who makes some sense. But, Probably not. And then the only other guy I think people would ask us about would be Marcelo Zuna. And that's just a hard no. Nope. nope. Uh, hard just pass. A bad, hard, bad dude. Yep. Uh, bad dude. Can't trust him off the field. He's making some money and he's just not worth the headache. And again, also, I just don't want bad people on my baseball team. So, uh, yeah. So Zuna's a no. Uh, so, yeah, there, there really isn't a ton here. I mean, Vaughn Grissom is another guy I know a lot of fans have asked about, but sounds like their plan now is to put him in left field and just kind of replace Eddie Rosario with him. Uh, so he's not available. And even if he was like, you're not trading Bryce Miller for Vaughn Grissom. So uh, yeah, there's just not a ton here. Uh, like I said, the farm system has taken hits uh, with all the trades the last few years. The Braves really don't care about that because they have one of the best rosters in baseball, yeah. uh, but it does make it hard to, uh, to trade with them, particularly if you're also trying to, you know, win the world series like the Braves are. And, that's what the Mariners are telling us their goal is. So it's a little tough to see, you know, any kind of significant deal, maybe a minor deal, or maybe they trade some, you know, 
one of their injury riddled pitchers and, and the Mariners give a prospect or two. But other than that, there's really just not a ton here. The two teams don't line up that well. Yeah, let's run through uh, quickly the arbitration eligible players here uh, for the Braves. There's 13 of them. AJ Menner, you mentioned him. That's probably not going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, he's uh, projected to make six and a half million dollars in arbitration. Max Free, that's definitely not going to happen. Yanni Torinos, two million bucks, uh, maybe. Mike Soroka, mm, probably not. Three million bucks. Nick Anderson, one point six million. Nicky Lopez, three point nine million. Colby Allard, one million. Ben Heller, nine hundred k. Uh, Sam Hilliard, one point one million. Michael Tonkin, one million. Kyle Wright, one point four million. Andrew Velasquez, seven hundred forty k. Then Huascar Enoa at uh, one million dollars. Any of those guys jump out to you? No. Yeah. No. It's it just it's not a good fit. It really isn't. So, uh, you know, as much as I'd love to get Michael Harris, there's just no way to do it. So. Uh, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if the Mariners and Braves made a significant trade, maybe a minor trade where they flip prospects or, you know, a, right. a non-tender uh, guy. Maybe one, maybe the Mariners, uh, you know, front office likes one of those arms and thinks they can do something with them. Right. But I don't think you're going to see anything significant between these two teams. They just don't line up that well, unless you get a third team involved. And that's not what this exercise is. So uh, I would say the Braves and the Mariners, not a good fit. Let's move on to the Miami Marlins new regime there in uh, Miami's front office because uh, I guess Kim Ng was just too good at her job. Um, what do you think about the Marlins as a trade fit for the M's? Yeah, maybe there's a couple, you know, new regime. So they value players differently. Um, yep. But uh, we also know that the, the Marlins are going to be financially limited because that's what their ownership wants. And, you know, despite Kim Ng getting them to the playoffs with those restrictions, uh, she just wasn't good enough and it's hard to find figure out why she wasn't given a second chance when she was you know doing the job pretty well so uh yeah. but yeah you, you look around but she needed a supervisor colby yeah yeah they they just felt like they needed uh you know somebody to look over her because she wasn't yeah. doing the work uh well enough apparently uh yeah. but uh yeah so a couple of guys here uh you know, it's worth noting that Sandy Alcantara is going to be out all next year, late season Tommy John. Uh, so they do have some pitching concerns. I mean, Lazardo had a very nice year. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they like Yuri Perez, but there's a lot of questions after that. So this could be a team that's kind of a dark horse for a Miller or a Wu. Um, but they also have enough bulk in their own system that they might prefer just to fill that from within. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there are a couple of guys here who could make some sense. Luis Arise, I could see actually getting traded. Um, again, that would cost you one of your pitchers, but I think he is going to be available. Uh, he's got three years left club control and yes, he, he hits for a very, very high average, but they're years now. Is it only two years? I thought he had three. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but let me, whatever. let me double check that. Yeah. Cause that is very yeah. important. I, I, mm-hmm. I would think at least he's a high average guy, but there's not a lot of pop there. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't draw walks, uh, as much as you like, and he's not a very good defender. So yeah, two years left. Two years yeah. Left. And you only get him for two years. Uh, jazz Chisholm is kind of a fun player could play second yep. can play center injuries and strikeouts are, are the big concern there, but the ceiling right. is and really splits. high. Yep. But the ceiling is insane. Like MVP yep. level ceiling if he hits. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, other than that, Josh bell, maybe, but he's making a little bit of change. I think he's making 16, 17 million bucks. You probably can do better uh, than bell for less. 
so I don't know if that's a possibility. Uh, you know, John Birdie, maybe. Uh, I like I like John Birdie. Can sell you some bags. Uh, plays yeah. multiple positions. Plays them fairly well too. Um, yeah. yeah, he was a two-win player this past year, or two-win player I think back-to-back season. I'll double check that. Yeah, just you know, solid bench guy. Use him three, four times a day, and then or three, four times a week, and then you know pinch run stuff like that. You can move around the. So he's he's interesting. Uh, yeah, two-win player in back-to-back seasons, and this year he yeah. slashed two ninety-four, three forty-four, four hundred five. Actually, a fairly high slug considering what his game is, but yeah. And then maybe I don't know, like in the bullpen, GT Sharkwa. If you're looking for a middle guy who's not going to hey. cost a lot, yeah. Uh, AJ Puck, if you if you want to, if you dare <laughs> to go that that range, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's a rise. It's it's Chisholm, um, maybe Josh Bell, maybe John Birdie, but. Not a ton here, but there are a couple guys, and, and Chisholm does really intrigue me, just because the ceiling is so high. But there's a lot of risk there too. You, you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, um, I think really the the most obvious fits here are like very very high end uh, guys, uh, guys that are probably the the best player you add in the off season. Um, so for that reason, I don't think that the Marlins are a a likely trade partner. But there's there's options here, so we'll see. Uh, I do really like John Birdie. If we're looking more kind of lower end, uh, if you're looking at you know adding or beefing up your your bench a little bit, Birdie's a a nice option on that front. Um, all right, we're going to talk about the Mets, Nationals, and Phillies coming up here in just a moment. But first, a reminder: this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. You know, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful for that connection we have, but Today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster supply chain issue because you are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry anymore about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. This is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. Quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply, and I also ordered an antibiotic kit. Now, I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. So, if you or someone you love will get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, $20 off your purchase. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So, up next as we do our trade preview here for the NL East, our last trade preview in this series. Uh, we're going to talk about the New York Mets, who, uh, wow, they, they've undergone a lot of change within their uh, Major League roster over the course of the last year or so. Uh, what do you think about the Mets as a potential trade fit for the Mariners, Colby? Yeah, there's some guys, but I also don't think that, I think the idea that they're going to like, they're focused on 2025, like Scherzer said on his way out the door. Mm. I don't buy that. They're very heavily inter- interested in Yamamoto. They're 
Um, definitely going to make a pitch to Otani if they haven't already. Like they're going to spend some money. So I don't buy this idea that they're just like tearing everything down and like soft reset. I think they're just rebooting, uh, if anything. But yeah, you know, there are there are a few guys here. Um, you know, obviously the big one, uh Pete Alonso is a guy that a lot of fans want. I don't really understand like well, and Jim yeah. Bowden linked him to the Mariners last night, Colby. And Jim Bowden yeah. has Never always been one hundred percent accurate whenever linking players to the Mariners in years past. I don't think he's gotten a single one right. And it's honesty. only ever one guy. He only links yeah. one guy to the Mariners every off season, and it never and it's pans never out. Happened. It's never happened. Who was the guy last happened. year? I can't. I can't remember who it was last year. I know Marcel Azuna was one guy, or actually, no, yeah. no, no, that was Jerry, that was Jerry Krasnick. Uh, that, no, that, it was like, uh no Bowden double down. Oh, it was a Bowden on Azuna. Well? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't yeah. think he's gotten a single guy right. Like and his yeah. predictions are usually so far off that you can't even remember them. Because yeah. they're just like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um Alonzo does check some boxes. He does add right-handed power, right, uh, which the Mariners want to add. And it's it's significant power that it shouldn't be all that impacted by, you know, playing at T Mobile. The marine uh, layer, Colby, the marine layer. Yeah, I think who I mean like He's a polar bear, right? Like he ah, deals with Arctic breezes. I think he can handle the marine layer, but good one. Good one. Yeah. Proud of you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just don't see like the value in giving up probably what it would cost to get him for one year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo, but you know, you throw him out there. Maybe uh, Jeff McNeil's a fun one. We know the Mariners have had interest in McNeil in the past. Uh, he's coming off a, you know, pretty down year. And also he had some surgery on his throwing elbow. So oh. You know, if you want to take a shot on a guy and, and maybe beef up your triple A depth, Mark Vientos is kind of a, mm-hmm. an interesting bat. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, I don't think you're going to pay Omar Narvaez seven million bucks to be your backup catcher. Nope. So, nope. Um, you know, if, if he was making two, maybe, but uh, he's not. And obviously, they're not trading Nimmo. They're not trading Lindor. Um, Marte's contract is prohibitive. Like it's it's bad. You're not nope. you're not trading for Starlin Marte unless you're also getting something else. Uh, you're just basically buying that player by taking on Marte's contract. They're not trading Senga. There's really nothing in the rotation. They just re up Brooks Raley. Not a ton here. It's pretty much uh, Edwin Diaz. Much Alon- yeah, it's pretty much Alonzo, maybe McNeil, and then maybe some role guys like Vientos. Um, but yeah, there's just not not a ton here. Um, is Luis but, Guarant- uh, Guillaume still a thing? Not really. Yeah. I, I looked at him for the offseason plan as kind of like a, a bench ad and just like, eh. yeah, just not not something I'm in that interested in. I mean, like David Peterson is kind of an interesting arm. I think you get more out of him than the Mets have. But what are you going to trade the Mets for David Peterson? That makes sense for them. They're just not a great fit here. But yeah, it's Alonzo. It's McNeil. Uh, it's Vientos. It's it's maybe uh, Drew Smith, maybe. Um, Joey Lucchese, if, if you want. What about Daniel Vogelback? Like I said, Joey Lucchese can kind of go from the bullpen. He's kind of a swing guy, and he's only going to make a couple million bucks. So. Colton's going to get pissed off at you for that. Well, he can whine about that on his podcast. I would sure. pitch it right now, but no free plugs. Um, right. So right, right. No free ads. No free ads. I also don't know what it's called. Um, but they're called our rival now. But But well, no free ads. Yeah, they're they're our rival now, so don't listen right, to them. Right, right, um, right, right. 
but yeah, there's just not a ton here. There really isn't. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen as we dive into the NL East for potential trade targets for the Mariners. And now we're going to talk about the Washington Nationals. And Colby, you and I get asked a lot about Lane Thomas. I feel like every time we talk about trades, we ask for questions about trades, anything like that, we get asked about Lane Thomas. Sometimes just completely unprompted, we get asked about Lane Thomas. So I'll ask you about Lane Thomas. What do you think about Lane Thomas as a potential fit for the Mariners? I like the player. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding is that their ask at the deadline was ridiculous, like legitimately mm-hmm. Bryce Miller um, mm-hmm. for for Lane Thomas, and he's not worth that. Uh, again, like the player quite a bit, uh, but I don't really see much of a way the Mariners get him unless the Mariners are willing to trade Miller or Wu for Lane Thomas and something. Uh, Lane Thomas has two years left of uh, of club control, so you're just getting him for 24, 25. He's 28 years old, coming off a career year. Even then, just 109 WRC plus, good, not great. Traditionally, he's crushed lefties. This year, he finally figured out righties to a certain degree, but still just a 315 on base. That's below league average. Um, didn't grade out too well defensively, but again, overall, solid player. Solid player. Uh, he's the type mm-hmm. of bat you would want to add as like your second bat. Uh, but again, if the nationals want Miller or Wu for him, not going to happen. So you're kind of in a weird spot here. The nationals were, um, not awful and they were pretty good in the second half. So they -hmm. might be thinking that they can compete for a wild card spot. So if they trade Lane Thomas, it's probably going to be for major leaguers and the Mariners, as we've talked about, they don't have a ton of major leaguers to spare unless it's Wu or, uh, or Miller, um, maybe maybe Kelnick, but eh. uh, if you're the nationals, you think you can c- compete this year, then Kelnick's probably not enough to trade Lane Thomas. So uh, like the player, I think the fits fine. He, he does kind of remind me of late stage Mitch Haniger, um, which, you know, is, is totally legit. That's a good bat to have. I just don't really see a way to get him again, unless you're trading Miller for Logan Thomas and something. So uh could be wrong. Maybe it's just a prospect package. Maybe you can get, get him for, you know, um, Jonathan Classe, Tyler Locklear, and like Emerson Hancock, then maybe we can talk. Uh, yep. But I just don't see it without get, giving up Miller or Wu, and I'm out on that idea. I've always really liked Hunter Harvey. I feel mm-hmm. like the Mariners probably share that sentiment as well. Uh, he's coming off of another really good year. 994Ks per nine, 193 walks per nine, 282 ERA, 329 FIP, 1.3 F4 over 60 and two-thirds innings pitched. Really good stuff. Um, I believe he has two years left of club control. Yeah, two years left of club control. Um, Finnegan's any, also interesting. Yeah, yeah. Finnegan, uh, you think there's, I mean, because again, we're, when I think about the Nationals, I feel like they're probably going to look to, to mainly build out their major league roster to compete for the postseason this year. Uh, do you think there's any chance uh, of them trading someone like Harvey? And, and what do you think that would uh, potentially cost? Maybe, but like I, I think they really are going to go after this offseason with the idea that you know we can compete for a wild card spot. So, mm. um, two years of Harvey, I think they're going to want a major leaguer. So maybe, maybe you could get him for like Perlander Baroa, and it's kind of that, uh, you know, the Sam Tuivalala idea from way back. Uh, mm. but I just, 
I don't know. I, I don't see a lot. Maybe Isaiah Campbell and like, you know, Ash Nizzi or something like that. If you, if you want to get aggressive with it, but uh, yeah, I think that's a guy that you target. I mean, maybe he's the guy that you add to, to Logan Thomas to get Brian Wu, but I think you probably want a little bit better than that. Uh, Jared Kelnick maybe is a guy. You said Logan, you said Logan Thomas again. Oh, sorry. You've said, You've said that, you've said that multiple times on multiple shows. I know. I'm I'm sorry, Lane Thomas. Sorry. Uh, an- All right. You know, to be fair, another L Thomas who plays professional sports in yeah, Washington, in Washington. DC. Well, did. Yeah. 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 So no, he still he still does. He's still on. Does that he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's oh, still yeah, on. Yeah, that yeah. Team. He's the tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been like decent yeah. in fantasy this year, yeah, actually. Just, you know, yeah. just never can yeah. stay healthy, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Lane Thomas. Uh, maybe yeah. he's maybe he's the guy. Yeah, there to make it make sense. But mm-hmm. um, you know, what's interesting is that the Nationals do kind of have a need at third base. So you know, if Seattle thinks that they can fill Geno's shoes. Maybe the Nationals are a team that are that that's interested uh, in that avenue. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just I don't see enough here to pull the trigger on. Uh, Joey Manessis is another guy that fans seem to really like. Um, I'm not. Yeah particularly sold on him but like whatever roll bat uh, coming off the bench mostly like some dh days he can work so uh but for me yeah it's lane thomas is kind of the big the big prize here um cj abrams is kind of a fun one right i don't think you can get abrams and thomas for like miller uh but if you could i would do that in a heartbeat so uh yeah i i just I just don't think the nationals are going to be a team that's going to be eager to sell. Um, and so therefore I think if you're going to make deals with them, you're going to have to be open to including Wu Miller, um, you know, maybe Campbell, uh, Kelnick, Dom Canzone, maybe Ty France. They, they kind of have a need at first base too. So uh, there's probably a deal somewhere in here that could be made, but it's not going to be prospect for big league. It's going to be big league for big league. And those deals are much, uh, much more difficult to, uh, you know, come up with. Well, lastly on our list, the Philadelphia Phillies who made it once again to the NLCS. Anything here? Uh, Cause to me there, there isn't really much. Um, I, again, this is uh this is one of those situations where Phillies have a very talented roster, but I just don't see them moving off of really anything uh, from their major league roster. So uh, is there something I'm missing here? I mean, if they're interested in like Bryce Miller, but I think they're going to try and re-sign Nola. And we know that right. if they miss on Nola, they're probably going to be in on Montgomery and, and all that. They're probably going to fill that need with money. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, they're apparently shopping Castellanos. Uh, mm. And, you know, Castellanos, fine, but again, wretched defender in right field. He's probably a DH only, first base DH uh, type. And he mm. wasn't very good last year. Um I know he had some big moments. He was really good in the postseason, if I'm remembering correctly, but he wasn't very good. He was a one-win player, mostly because he can't play defense. He's due $60 million, a clean $20 million uh, each of the next three years. Um, you know, he's out of his prime. He strikeout numbers jumped pretty high. Last year jumped 4.5% over where they were the year yeah. before. Uh, mm-hmm. On base percentage the last two years, 305, 311. I get 94, 109 WRC+. plus. That's just not a ton of value there. And and so he hasn't been very good for Philly uh, with the exception. He's had some moments in the playoffs, but I just don't see a ton 
I just don't think that guy makes sense uh, for Seattle, mainly because, again, you can't play defense and strikeouts were a problem last year. So it's Teoscar Hernandez, but you're paying him, you know, $60 million instead of $20 million. So I don't think that's an avenue they'll go down. Obviously, you know, like Schwarber's not getting traded. Harper's not getting traded. Um, You know, it's just I doubt Marsh is getting traded. Uh, He'd be interesting. Uh, The bullpen's got some guys, certainly. Uh, But again, this is a team that thinks they can win the World Series next year, and they should think that. So they're not likely going to trade major league pieces. They're looking to add major league pieces for, uh, you know, minor league pieces. And and they do have some guys down on the farm who could net them something pretty nice. Mick Abel is is a really fun uh, pitching prospect. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see a ton here. Cassianos, maybe. Maybe Brandon Marsh. I kind of doubt it, though. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it, you know, aside from some uh, fringy roster guys. So uh, not not a ton here in the NL East. Uh, some some big names, certainly, but not a ton of names that are easy fits for Seattle or yeah. easy, uh, you know, acquires by acquisitions it, by the uh, Mariners. Yeah, it's kind of the anti-NL Central who we talked about yesterday and seemed like every team had at least a couple of bits mm-hmm. and and some teams that have some really really nice really really nice bits as well for the Mariners where it feels yeah. almost obvious that you know the the Mariners are going to make a trade with at least one of those teams here in the NLEs there really isn't that um i think the best fit that we talked about today is the Marlins and even then it's mostly high end guys like Arise and Chisholm uh yeah there's there isn't a lot here um would like Hunter Harvey because again, this team really mm-hmm. needs to add another high leverage arm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about Devin Williams uh, to, yeah. to quite an extent yesterday, uh, so Harvey would be you know similar idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Said I, I really like Lane Thomas and C.J. Abrams. Just convince me you can get them without giving up, yeah. you know, Miller or Wu. Probably can't. So, right, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, let us know in the comments below. For uh, the question of the day, which of these guys you would like the most on the 2024 Mariners? And if you have a trade idea, throw it out there and uh, we, we'd love to read it. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. You Colby say you'd love to grade a trade. Uh, Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Means. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez. It's D A N E G N Z L Z. Colby at CPAT11. CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.